Hello, welcome to Free Will Science and Religion. I'm Chandler Klebs, and today I'm here with David Joseph and Jamie Soden. And we have some interesting things um, related to animals to talk about today. Now, first of all, we know that humans are animals, but um, people often think of, of humans as a separate category from other animals. And, and people believe that, so, okay, this is really strange because even people like Daniel Dennett, they say that humans have a free will, but that other animals don't. And I'm trying to figure out how in the world anyone can believe that. Because, um, first of all, nobody could have a free will anyway because, you know, everything is um, biology and environment. You know, everything that you do, there's got to be some prior cause for it. It's not like we self-cause our thoughts, beliefs, or desires. Um, so the, it's, it's nuts to believe in free will anyway, but guys, what do you think people mean that humans have a free will, but other types of animals don't? The, the definition of free will is, uh, to, um, make a choice independent of, um, prior cause or causal history or whatever, which makes absolutely no sense and is completely unscientific. Um, everything in nature, as we know it scientifically is cause and effect. That's why when we do research, we learn things. Yeah. Um, so basically the idea of, you know, uh, of people making a choice that's totally up to them and has nothing to do with prior causes. And here's the deal. Um, whatever happened in the past, whether it's causal or totally random, you know, a causal, it's still not up to you. So humans can't have a free will, but so how could, you know, other animals couldn't either. Um, but what's so mysterious is that what I find, and this is just my guess, because I'm, I'm a little bit baffled as to how people say that humans have a free will and other animals don't, but here's my guess. Because people say that humans have a spirit or a soul, whereas animals only have their biology and environment. And, well, that's a, that gets into a whole other debate about whether there's um, a soul or whatever that is separate from your biology, which is... Which is, of course, doesn't help free will at all anyway, um, because there would have to be a cause for that, and you don't choose what soul you get, you know? And also, to say that only humans have a soul is an, is an assumption, isn't it? I mean, how could humans, how can only humans have a soul, but animals not? You know, because animals, they still experience emotions, pain, and all this and the other, you know? Yeah, and, and here's the deal. What do people think a soul is? Like, what do you what do you guys think people mean by a soul? To the spiritual believers, they say it's the uh, part of a person that lives on after death, I suppose. That seems to be what they typically say. Um, and here's the deal. Like, if they say um, that humans have a soul and that they have some life after death, well, the same could be said for every mosquito. So every mosquito has a soul and has an afterlife. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like there's no evidence to back up these claims, I don't think. Um, but yeah, if, if humans have, can have a soul, then so can a hamster, so can a pig, so can a rat, so can a mosquito, so can an amoeba. So, what I'm, so this speciesism like, oh, only humans have souls and all these other animals um, stop existing after death. Well, I find that so speciesist, and I find no evidence to back that up. Neither do I. I mean, I've said this before. I mean, I do think an afterlife is possible, but only in a physical sense. I don't believe it in any, you know, Buddhist way or, you know, heaven or hell. I don't believe in any of that. 
I just think law conservation leaves a possibility open, you know, it leaves, a, it leaves open a possibility to um, life as another life form, doesn't it? Which means we won't get to keep our memories, we won't get a choice in the matter. If we do come back as St. Hills, it will be natural selection. Yeah, so what about you, David? What do you think of that? Um, well, I was just going to chime in and say, well, what if the universe is infinite? And at some point in the future, our combination of, of atoms that make up us, the molecules and atoms, what if at some point in the future they will come together exactly as they are now to produce another copy of us? Well, that's a weird thing. I never heard that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I don't, I don't know how that would happen. But here's how I look at it is I look at it is that the self is actually an illusion. You know, like realizing that the atoms that make us up, you know, like what we call us is really only our conscious experience that's going on now. But I realize that every cell of my body, every atom in my body had to have come from the original sperm and egg, which was produced by you know, in the bodies of my parents, which ha which had to have the energy in the food that they ate. And you know what I'm saying? It just goes back. And so really, like, there's nothing of my body that's actually something original to me that doesn't come from something else. I basically am what I eat today, you know? When you're only alive um, because you had enough nourishment, it's that simple, really. Right. And so it's kind of weird. Like, take, for example, um, like, you know, the, the, the plants and animals that we've eaten – because that's really you, – everything you eat pretty much is either a plant or an animal that ate plants or whatever. And, well, that's the thing about it. So, like, let's say that um, that the atoms of the, um, you know, some plant or animal come back. Well, how do they come back unless they are removed from our bodies that contain the nutrients that were contained in those things? And so you ha you have to realize that, like – if you eat um, an apple from an apple tree, that apple, some of some of the nutrients might have come from animals that died and decomposed or they pooped and that decomposed. So you are basically eating um, some animals poop even when you're eating an apple. You, you know, you, <laughs> you know, it's really gross when you analyze it like that. Water that we drink is from tre um, treated sewage, isn't it? So. So when you think about how gross that is, you think, well, there's no – like there's just no way um, to view anything as having a self that it completely belongs to that thing but that's not part of something else. And so there's an idea of a oneness like all is one. Everything is part of one universe. So to a certain extent, I sort of see where George goes with his pantheism. You know, Everything is the universe. I sort of get that. And it sort of sounds like, you know, what some Hindu religions believe, you know. Um, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not approaching it from a religion type thing. I'm just saying that everything is all interconnected and that there's no real us. We won't – I don't think we'll ever have this exact same experience. Like after we're dead, I don't think that there will ever be somebody else that's exactly like any of us because I just don't see how that would happen. I don't think that can happen either. I just think that if it does, if we do have an afterlife, if we do come back as a diff, different physical life form, we'll have no say in it, and we won't remember. It will just be like to us, like that future life that we'll have, if we have one, will be 
like the only life I've ever had because we won't remember this one. What if we're cloned? What if, what if someone comes along and clones us? If if we're cloned, say uh, someone takes some of our DNA and they they yeah. make another another Chandler Klebs. The world <laughs> the world only needs one of me. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a, we can have a whole army of Chandler Klebs, but they would all be different because yeah. there's 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 no um, two environments that are technically the same. There's always going to be some difference. So when you get people saying, "Well, my brother was raised in the same household as me, but he turned yeah. out completely different." People will use that as an argument for free will, but in actual fact, no two environments are exactly the same. There's always going to be some minor difference that can have, you know, huge yeah. effects. That's evidence against free will because um, there's always going to be a slight variation, even in twins, and that's been proven, you know, over and over. Yeah, it's really crazy because nobody, no two people could have the exact same environment because that means that they have to. Um, ex experience everything. So th what that means is they would both have to be eating the exact same thing at every given time. They'd have to be talking to the same person at every single time. They'd have to both be playing chess at the exact same time, making the exact same moves at the exact same time. Like every experience, even the minor details, um, do affect us, you know, and that's our experience. And so a slight change, like let's say you have identical twins um, but, yeah. but one of them is punched in the face and the other isn't. So you know there's going to be a difference. They're not going to be the same because they've had 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 one's had an experience that the other hasn't had. He's not going to feel the pain of his twin being punched in the face, is he? They're going to be completely separate entities. Not unless he's standing directly behind him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be unfortunate. Yeah, that would. <laughs> But even genetically, doppelgangers um, are still different. Otherwise, you know, um, taking DNA samples at a crime scene wouldn't work uh, very well if um, a twin of someone got convicted for a crime that his twin committed from some botched um, investigation and they got a blood test wrong or whatever. Yeah, this, yeah but that's crazy, man. Um, but anyway, like seriously, like... So I don't know how anybody could believe in free will because there's no there's no way to think that somebody um, rose above their biology and environment and made a choice completely independently of those. But so here's the thing: why do people have this separate category for humans, though? Uh, do you suppose it's just religion? I think religion is part of it, but there's another. There's another um, motive behind uh, this belief in free will that I, I believe to be the case. It's because there are some people who are too afraid to let go of it. They are afraid that if we let go of this belief in free will, then it will just give like you know bad pe bad people an excuse to do what they want. But that's that's um, a false belief because we'll still have our roles. Like George Ortega said, we'll we'll still have our laws. Um, and, you know, criminals will not be allowed to you know go around terrorizing you know raping murdering whatever because that, that that kind of behavior just doesn't benefit society as a whole yeah and you know the bad things that are happening even now well a lot of people believe in free will but that's not stopping the crimes that do occur <laughs> so yeah. so i say it can't really be any worse it can't be no and by understanding that free will is an illusion we can actually progress neuroscience even further and maybe one day find a cure for psychopathy illnesses that lead to these sort of crimes.
Yeah, I mean, I actually read the other day that there is a, a study that showed that empathy can be taught to um, to kids even even when they're having developmental problems. So yeah. as as long as the parents are quite empathetic themselves, then yeah. that can be passed on to their kids. Yeah. So it's, it's not impossible. Even for a psychopath, a psychopath is still going to be someone who's influenced by their environment. Of course, yeah. I mean, they still adapt. To, they're still like uh, any other living organism. They're going to adapt to their environment. It's just the way um, genetics work. So using this logic, like you're saying, we should use this to teach kids with developmental problems um, not to do certain things when they're older. You know, don't don't hurt animals or don't hurt people. You know. Right? Yeah. In relation in relation to the question about um, animals versus humans and free will, I've had it put to me that, that humans are different because we have the ability to kind of think ahead and plan ahead. Have you ever had that? that argument to you guys or? i've 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 read that before but i don't know where people are getting that you know what i mean i i don't i don't see how you can say that other animals aren't planning ahead we've been cultured with this idea that human beings because we um we see ourselves as more intelligent um than other animal species we've been brainwashed into believing that we're you know the superior race we're the you know, we're above animals and stuff. And that's all perception, really, isn't it? That's, that's just perception. I mean, of course, humans are going to say that they're the most intelligent species. Yeah. But but if, but if you know, if the chimpanzees or the zebras or hippopotamuses were writing the books, well, they would be claiming that, they, that they're the most intelligent species. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just with intelligence. It's also uh, society has been... A lot of people are indoctrinated with this idea that humans are the dominant race and all this stuff. That's all perception because ultimately you can't win against nature. Eventually we're all going to die, you know, of old age or something else will come along and kill us eventually, whether it be a disease or whatever. So no one's really a dominant race, are they? I was going to say that animals could actually be considered a little bit smarter than humans because... If you get a lot of humans somewhere, we tend to kind of destroy something. You know, we destroy our environment, we pollute, we, uh, we create toxins. Whereas if you use just the example of, of animals, then mm -hmm. um, they, kind of, they kind of find some kind of equilibrium, don't they? They don't go around and destroy everything. Yeah, and that's especially the case with like um, other primates like gorillas. Gorillas are known as the gentle giant. In other words, they try to avoid confrontation, and most of the time they just spend their days um, protecting their young and eating, you know, plants and stuff like that. You know, they're, they're very social animals, though, gorillas. And yeah, that's the thing is that you know um, most animals don't cause as much harm as humans do. Um, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, they don't. They don't put like uh, pollution into the atmosphere. They don't. Um, they don't create nuclear decay and all that stuff today yeah unless you're talking about mass-produced animals like um like cows and uh you know the mm. pigs and stuff like that right. they create a lot of pollution but that's due to you know the product of humans exactly because humans are are producing them and artificially inseminating them and making them reproduce more than they even would without human intervention yeah right, exactly and, you know, guys, this is why there's a lot of people who want the human race to go extinct. <laughs> Have you heard of that? <laughs> yeah. 
And they've also been genetically modifying some of our, um, uh, what's it called, the vegetation supplies as well. I mean, there's been a controversy over that, like where people have been asking whether that's safe to eat or not, you know, genetically modified um, cabbages or whatever, you know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because I just don't trust humans to know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've heard stuff about that, you, David Joseph, about genetically modified, um, you know, plantation. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard things about it. I mean, I know it's possible that um, some uh, uh, some studies have been done where mothers have been fed um, strawberries or, or pills that are strawberry flavored. And it actually comes out in their breast milk. And you, you can tell that it's strawberry flavored and it happens within minutes. You know, it goes through the system within minutes. So I can imagine with, um, you know, anything that's been tampered with, any kind of food stuff that's not been completely tested, how quickly yeah. that could get into the food supply, and, you know, cause problems. Yeah. And there's also um, chemicals that they put in our water supply, like um, fluoride in there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. don't think about what all these little chemicals do to people. Yeah, and it's some some chemicals can actually do us some harm as well. So I mean, I think the safest way they can actually um, sterilize our water once it's filled out the sewage and all that stuff is to use UV radiation, which is what they do in the United States, isn't it? In the, in the USA, in their tr uh, treatment centers, they use um, UV radiation to um, kill all the bacteria that's in the water and stuff. Yeah, and you know what's, what really scares me, guys, is that we can't really do much about the pollution that's in our food. That, you know, that's, that kind of scares me because, well, you know, you know, if you live in a city, you're not allowed to grow your own food. Like, well, you know, I can't. I mean, we don't have land. We don't even have a yard, you know. Um, and so... Whatever, whatever the farmers are doing to whatever food at the grocery store, well, if they poison me, there's nothing I can do about it. And that, that scares me, you know? <laughs> yeah. You got anything else to say, Chandler? Because um, we are in a podcast. Yeah, let's see. Um, well, you know, this whole thing about, you know, how people act like humans are different than other animals – well, this, this is very big because, you know, when people – like people who are against killing of animals and eating their meat, like I am, you know, um, well, here's the problem. Here's what you commonly hear is they say, oh, well, you know, um, it's a, only human life matters because humans are made in the image of God. But these other animals, they exist so that we could eat them. And yeah. – and I'm like, well, how, why, why not just say that other humans exist so that you can eat them? Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But there is, Actually, there is no superior race because, like I said, none of us is indestructible. You know? Yeah. I mean, in the end, we all have the same end, so it's not like any race wins over any other race. And sure about that, yeah, exactly. And, and you know what? Humans are going to go extinct just like every other species because as soon as the environment changes to a certain extent, which probably will happen with climate change, well, then any species that can't adapt to that change just dies out. Yeah. 
well, when the sun gets too hot for us, we're all gonna die anyway. I mean, unless we move off this planet. Yeah. You know, we're... Just, just think about it, guys. We're like dinosaurs. <laughs> and what I mean is, like, you know, in millions of years from now, people will will probably tell stories about the humans that lived millions of years ago, but then they died out because they polluted their environment until it got too hot and they all died. And then, and then, you know, who knows what will happen after that, you know, and we won't be around to hear those stories, but I kind of wish we could. Yeah. Or in a, in a distant future, we wiped ourselves out over a nuclear warfare and stuff because, you know, the wrong people got into power. Yeah, I mean, and that could happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to start digging my bunker right now. <laughs> you guys have made me paranoid. Oh, I, yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, David. We're kind, we're kind of like that. We're like, we're like. I think mm. I seriously think humanity is doomed. <laughs> well, in one way, or, in one way or another, yes, because there's going to be something that will get us eventually, man. There's no way around it. The universe will end one day. And nothing will be able to survive that. Absolutely nothing. Well, now here's the way I look at it, Jamie. I don't think that the universe as a whole will end. I mean, because I don't think it will stop existing. What I do think, though, is that life on on planets like ours will go extinct because of like so all it would take is for like the sun to explode or or you know burn out and so there's no heat provided to the planet anymore that's, yeah that's what i mean those stars burning out i mean once once all the stars in the universe go how are you going to survive then you know you you're screwed either way you know we we go to the next universe <laughs> yeah if you can get there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess that will. I guess that will be the end, and I don't know if that will happen in our lifetime or some other time. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, uh, yeah, like everybody alive today will mm. probably be dead in a hundred years. You know, because people don't. People, you know, some people live over hundred, but most people die within a hundred years. Um, and so – and just think about it. All the people that ever existed, you know, um, you know, thousands, millions, billions of years ago, every, every animal, just think about them being gone. That's freaky. Yeah. I mean dinosaurs didn't develop nuclear weapons, but then again, they weren't given much time to um, – they weren't given much time to evolve. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't have had a lot of time to become that intelligent anyway. Yeah, and, and you know what? Um, seriously, a lot of animals, they're not capable of doing the kind of harm humans can do. Like, seriously, like, yes. think about, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you think squirrels um, make these huge governments and develop nuclear weapons and go to war against other squirrel nations? I mean... <laughs> no, but there could be some other species out in there in the universe that um, are just like us, you know, um... They probably have their own societies and civilizations, you know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think there probably is, you know, other types of life on other planets because there's just got to be so many planets out there. And if life could happen here, then I see no reason for saying that it couldn't happen somewhere else. Um, so, yeah. That not, would... religious, not just religious believers, right, but other people tend to push this uh, idea 
uh, that we're the only intelligent race in the universe and we're not. I mean, there, there could be, uh, that's just an assumption. I mean, there's how many planets are out there for goodness sake? Yeah. Yeah, more, <laughs> yeah, more than we can count, you know? So, I mean, how do you really know? Like, like, how do you know that there isn't some kind of animal that lives on the moon? You don't know that. Like, you, and you, and you know, the, what if there's something that lives on various planets, even within our solar system, but it lives underground so that you don't see it? Like, so even when they, when they send machines there to inspect the area, they don't see all the life that's there. And people, and you know, humans are still exploring new areas on this planet. So of course I think, they. I think I know what you're getting at. I mean, there's been hypotheses about you know life being on Europa, you know, um, Jupiter's moon. Yeah. Because um, it's a volcanic activity within the core of uh, that moon, in there, um, David. Yeah, I, I think so. That's the one that's covered in ice as well. I think, isn't it? Or, yeah. Or yeah. Something like that. Have, yeah. yeah, but it's supposed to have like a liquid interior. Right, right, yeah. They, they think that maybe under the ice there's um, there's water, and in that water there might be uh, some kind of oceanic life. Yeah, feeding off the um, energy that's within the core, and it's all being powered by uh, the tidal forces, you know, because uh, Jupiter's gravity is quite strong. Yeah, and, you know, here's the deal. is What I think will happen, guys, is I think that more and more people are going to start waking up to the reality that humans are not some kind of a separate thing from the whole rest of the universe. That we're that we're really just like these other animals, and that there are probably life forms that are similar to humans even elsewhere on other planets. That we may not know about it, um, but they might be light years away, so we might not never be able to contact them. But seriously, I see no reason to say that it's not that it's not possible. You know. <laughs> You know, as far as we know, humans are the only species in the universe that have ever created war. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I suppose, well, I suppose there might be wars of some other types of animals, but I don't think they're the kind of wars humans have. You yeah. know? Yeah, they Yeah, go on. Yeah, I was going to say, they definitely, they definitely don't indoctrinate their young. And um, you know, kind of make them join a big army, put them in a uniform, you know, make <laughs> them look like each other, and then fight each other that they don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the fighting that happens in the animal kingdom is over food. You know, that, that, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people people often use the, the excuse of uh, survival of the fittest, but that was a, a phrase that was actually coined by a uh, politician called Herbert Spencer, I think it was, and Really, it's a, it's a natural selection thing. There's a good story about a group of bonobos, mm. and um, they were searching for food, and they were observing these bonobos, and the, um, the, the, the top of the hierarchy, the males, were often the ones to eat first. And these bonobos were going into towns and basically digging through garbage to get meat that had been discarded. And then one day, these bonobos got some tainted meat, and of course the males that were higher up the hierarchy, they ate first, they got sick, and they died. And that meant that the more um, relaxed and laid-back males then took over the group. 
and what they noticed was a complete change in the group, that any dominant male that tried to come and enter the group was quickly ostracised by the rest of the group. So in order to, to make their way into that group, they actually had to be more laid back and more cooperative with the others. So it completely changed the entire hierarchy. So it's not survival of the fittest, it's just natural selection. Wow, that's that's really interesting because I want the same thing to happen to humans. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah, you have to change the environment to change the behavior. Well, it goes back to my point that um, this whole idea of a superior race is all perception, isn't it? I mean, there is no superior race because we all meet the same end eventually. You know, it's just nature. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's really good, guys. Um, yeah, this whole idea about human exceptionalism has got to go and I think it will go and I think that this free will belief is part of that I think that that this belief that humans have a thing called a free will I mean that all the evidence is against that and once that's gone well humans will completely lose their feeling of being superior to these other animals and when that happens I think a lot I think people will treat the other animals better and they'll probably stop eating them Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, it'll be uh, be more compassionate. Yeah, um, yeah. We've been talking for about a half an hour, so perhaps um, I should end it. Sure, go for it. Okay. Hey, you've been listening to Free Will, Science, and Religion. This has been Chandler Klebs with David Joseph and Jamie Soden, and we had a lot of talk about life on other planets and about humans related to other animals and tying it into the whole free will belief, how humans think they have a free will even though no other animal does. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed that and let us know what you think. Bye for now.